This week's episode is brought to you in part by HelloFresh. HelloFresh? Hello. HelloFresh is currently our favorite meal kit delivery service that shops, plans, and delivers step-by-step recipes and pre-measured ingredients right to your front door. Would you say that it's even fresh ingredients that they're bringing there? I would say that. (laughs) Along with recipes and an easy how-to for how to execute the recipes? I would say that. That's exactly what it is. So basically, you choose from three plans, classic, veggie, or family style, and all the ingredients come from trusted sources and high-quality farms. It's very exciting. I've always wanted to try something like this. I'm not necessarily a fan of the meals that come pre-made because I'm like, who did this? I don't know her. Yeah. Et cetera. So this is fun because you get to personally engage with it. And then I also like it because usually I get stuck just making the same thing over and over again. And I don't know how to infuse my creativity into cooking, especially mm-hmm. if I'm like in a rush. So this is an awesome way to learn new things and also take care of really myself. Really expanding the repertoire, some might say. And also it's very much in line with our mission to never have to leave the house, 100%. which I love. And it's like, I always feel if I'm doing like, like you said, like a delivery, it kind of feels like lazy yeah and I love that there's just like an activity you can invite friends over you can drink wine biodynamic wine Uh uh-huh and you can just like enjoy the experience and it's like all set up for you the recipe the food portions like what you're supposed to do and then you just enjoy it I just love tiny Tabascos and tiny packets of mozzarella cheese that's all I really want in my whole life because they portion it out for you so you can execute the recipe so easy all the ingredients come pre-measured in little cute packages and it's labeled for the meal and then you won't be confused about what goes when where for how long it's just all fully broken down for you I did a really delicious like balsamic shallot recipe and I've been now doing the balsamic shallots all the time so you can take it with you that's fucking amazing such a fan so if you guys want to get hello fresh too or say hello to fresh whatever we're working on it anyway pushing that joke guys um you can head over to hellofresh.com and enter promo code retrograde 30 for $30 off your first week. Yeah. HelloFresh is like a fun paint by numbers for your tummy. I love that. So just go to HelloFresh.com. That's H-E-L-L-O-F-R-E-S-H.com. Enter promo code retrograde 30. And you'll get $30 off your first week of being fresh. And saying hello. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. We're working it out guys, but namaste. Not leaving your house. Yes, exactly. being fresh. Exactly. We say y'all now. Welcome to That's So Retrograde. <laughs> Hi. We are freshly sort of back from Austin. I feel like, you know what, we are, f- this is the first day that I feel like I'm back, even though it's been almost a week. Yeah. Barbecue and mindfulness. Yeah. And edibles. Yeah. Well, of course. <laughs> Let's talk about the edible thing yeah. for a quick moment. Please. Okay. Wait. Oh, yeah. Okay. Great. So. Get into it. We have a thing <laughs> where we like them. And um, we like to travel it's with It's like them. a nice little something for the plane. Like some people prefer like a prescription Xanax. Can't have that. Type scenario. No, thank you. Not for me. Mm-mm. Like a nice like three milligram microdose of an edible will really do me proper. Hey, want to wake up at your destination and not feel your arms? Take a Xanax. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to wake up at your destination and feel refreshed and ready to go. And a little creative. Eat an edible. edible. Are Sativa. we not sponsored? Or not sponsored. 
but open to it. So we were on the plane and um, we had eaten each a three milligram edible and we were figuring out what to post on Instagram because humble brag. Sure. Okay. We were written up as in the bold women podcasting thing. And the, it was which is on which, which on iTunes. <laughs> the podcasting thing is guys a, in the world. It's just this thing it's called this podcasting. Thing. So thing. on iTunes for I guess the month of March is a Women's Empowerment Month. Right. Unclear. International women Women's Day adjacent. Yeah. Unclear. I don't yeah. know. Isn't every day International Women's Day in 2018? Have you heard? Not sure. Women are cool. Women are cool. They're trending. So. Um, we were very honored to be written up in the comedy portion. That's where I was like wet. Yeah. Stephanie really got off on I that. I really did. I was super excited. And I was just as excited. Yeah. Um, so we were included in this roundup of badass women, uh-huh. bold women, uh-huh. quote unquote. So we're trying to make a bold joke. Instagram. So we were like, what's bold? Oh, yeah. What we just did. We went through airport security <laughs> with a bag full of edibles. So bold. So we posted. We we're like, bold like... Going through airport security with a bag full of edibles. And let's tag LAX <laughs> while we're at it. And then, like, two minutes before the plane was about to take off, I, like, tapped Steph on the shoulder. And I was like, um, should we not have said that? Should we not have tagged where we are? Are they going to come for us? I'm like, I started hysterically I said, like, a, a light spin. I don't usually get, like, questiony when I... With, when it comes to marijuana, I've been able to like control that in in my years of practice. But I was like, "What do you think?" And you were like, like "I think it's fine." No, I said, and "Are you worried that they're going to apprehend us in Austin?" I wasn't and, like, sure. Take our like, I wasn't sure what was going to happen. You never know. It's Texas, right? So but it's awesome. I, I like threw it out there to Steph, and she's like, "No, I think it's fine." And then she was like, "Wait, no, I don't think it's fine." <laughs> so it was like a very casual, spiral. aggressive spiral um, that we had to like change it in two minutes like the the plane was literally was like on the runway ramping moving up. ramping up to take off it was quite funny it was quite hilarious and we were gonna talk about it um at our live show but we didn't have time but so then i panicked that we only had 45 minutes and railroaded all the bits yeah and in true <laughs> retrograde form because it is about to be an actual retrograde Tomorrow. the recording from our south by southwest podcast stage adventure was lost but it's now been found huh. so stay tuned for that Great. Um, week in wellness? Yes. What's okay. happening? Well, Justin Timberlake and Jessica Biel like to do cryotherapy. It does not surprise me. Those bodies. According to page six. Are tight. Yeah. I mean, duh. Cryotherapy is wonderful. It's so good. But that was the headline and I was like, that's all I need to say about that. Right. Sure. Okay. Who doesn't? Good. Good week in wellness. Good week in wellness. Good no, I have another <laughs> one. Okay. Um, I watched Billy Bush on. Billy Bush, the grab your pussy guy. He was the bystander for the grab your pussy guy. I think it's, I personally. I'm not judging. No, I no, love no. to get I'm my just, pussy grabbed. Yeah, sure. But by I'm stars just especially. saying that like <laughs> he lost his job and then someone, the other person in that conversation got a job, which right. is to be the president. So like that's gross, right. but whatever. Sure. But um, so I saw him on Bill Maher, mm-hmm. my, my old boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, Eek. No, he's not. No, really I'm into older guys now. I know you are. Um, but <laughs> Billy Bush was talking about how after, so he ended up losing his job. He went to a retreat known as the Hoffman Process, and I was like, it's just intrigued. Where Dustin Hoffman fingers your butt. <laughs> you get healed. Could be. Um, anyway, this is a week long healing retreat of transformation and development for people who feel stuck in one or more important areas of their life. And the introductory cost is $4,695. Easy peasy. Looked it up. No problem. I was intrigued. I was like, Billy Bush had an awakening with the Hoffman process. And it's intriguing. Also, 
a pretty badass thing in the segment as well, if anybody caught Bill Maher last weekend, was there was a woman who was also on the panel. Unfortunately, I don't remember her name, but she really like took her moment to like look him in the eye and be and it like wasn't even her time to talk and she was like you have a social responsibility and it's called social courage to then say like hey that's not cool you shouldn't talk like that and I, I and he like was kind of put on the spot but it was really badass of this woman to just kind of like pivot into the the interview and be like actually here's what you should have done that's dope which I'm sure he knows in hindsight because it was like 13 years ago but it was it was great. Week in wellness, guys. I just have one gripe with Billy Bush on a spiritual retreat. Sure. And because I also... Just one? Just one. Well, you know, uh, everyone deserves to be reformed. However, I do feel like all these men who are like, you know, like even the Harvey Weinstein spectrum of things. Sure. Like, they're all like on a retreat. Yeah. It's like... Same. Good. Now, what you, what, you rehabbed yourself for like a month and it's like all is forgiven? Like, what the fuck? Really, you're just in hiding. Right, but no I will say will a retreat will really do you do you good. You going to Costa Rica on a yoga retreat when you're 25 <laughs> is not the same thing as like a serial rapist going on a fucking retreat. But or sure, it could I be. hope they find their zen. Or it could be. Right, fine. You know, retreat from Marie. I'm not fucking convinced. Okay, Sorry. well, so that's Week in Wellness. It's when we find things in pop culture that apply to our wellness journeys. Totally. Love Cryotherapy it. and the Hoffman process. Fuck yeah. Case closed. Done. Okay, let's bring it on to our... I'm so excited about this interview today. Guys, we're in a special space. It's not our normal space, although that's also a special space. We are here with Emily Morse, who is a sex and relationship expert, doctor of human sexuality, and creator and host of the iTunes top-rated podcast sex with emily which has helped millions of people achieve the love life they desire and a new friend oh hi guys podcast pioneer pioneer. i have to tell you and i've told you this before but when we first started doing that so retrograde i wrote you and i was just like hey because you i was listening to your show it was probably one of the first podcasts i've ever listened to mind you you've been on for what 13 years Mm -hmm. now which is phenomenal you're such a trailblazer um but you were talking, because we live in the same neighborhood, and you were talking about the janky 7-Eleven. This was yeah. like years ago. Oh, right. And I was like, the whole time, I was just like nodding my head like, yeah, that's the worst 7-Eleven. The worst. Like, nothing you want there. There's no nothing. snacks. I'm like, you don't, this is a place of no snacks. And you, you were talking about how you're from Michigan, where yeah. I'm also from. And I was just like, I need to connect with her. And we never were able to connect then. Mm-hmm. I understand how hard, I'm sure you get so many emails. Yeah. So now no, we have a system in place that if you do email me, we will get back to yes. you. So sorry oh, about that. Yeah. No, no, no. It's all good. I, we get <laughs> it. Sorry fan. to anyone who's ever emailed us that we don't get back to. We love you. Took Thanks for years. writing us. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, it's hard. You got to oh, figure dude. it out. It's I'd be like, like, what about the guy with the crooked penis in Wisconsin? We never got back to him. Like, I feel so bad. Is he still suffering? Like, I have yes. these things. Like, 2007. Full you know. on. Full on. Yeah. So, um, and then we met at uh, a party. A dinner party. And I was so excited to meet you. And then it turns out we had, like, all these things in common. My uncle was your orthodontist. You're so rad. Like, it's just been, like, a friendship ever since. So, we're so excited cool. to have you today. I'm so glad to be here with you guys. I love your show. This is so fun. Hey. Well. Welcome. Thanks for holding the, space. Yeah, thank you. That's a retrograde. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And, and, you know, physically, literally, metaphorically, all of whatever. It. Energetically. All Energetically, Sexually. I'm always holding space for you. And sexually. Let's talk about sex, baby. Okay, tell us what we should know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes. I think that, for, first of all, you've been doing your show for quite a while. Yes. How did you find 
this. How did I find podcasting? How did you carve this like really interesting, curious niche for yourself within talking about sexual health and wellness? That's a great question. Um, It wasn't like... um, intentional. I was really just following in the sense of like, I'm going to be a pioneer and be the only one talking about sex. It was more like I was coming from a background. I was living in San Francisco and I was a documentary filmmaker working. I worked in politics. So that was my first career. Which is very sexy. Very sexy. And it was politics. And then I did documentary film about politics. And I was like, wow, you know what I really love about it was I loved interviewing people. And I loved that like intimate one-on-one part, like the rest of it, producing, editing took, was like a long process. And then I realized at the time too, I was just, you know, sex wasn't great. Wasn't having great sex. And people were always saying like, I had amazing sex. And whenever they would say that to me in life, I'd be like, well, what does that mean? Like break that down. Right. You're the best sex of your life last night. Why? Like, did you have 16 orgasms? Were you swimming from the rafters? Like what happened? And then also relationship wise, I was like, I've never been convinced that marriage was a great path for me. Like nothing about it seemed interesting. I've always been really driven by like my passion of like I was married to my work, mm-hmm. giving birth to a podcast. So I was like, well, I, but and I think that, that how I've always learned is by talking to people. And I think we all learn from each other's stories. So I had an intern at the time that was on my film and she was like, you know, and she was an engineer and she said, there's this thing called podcasting. Why don't we just do that? And I'm like, great. I don't really get it. Well, upload, you know, essentially we upload an MP3 and it's there. Right. So I found a sound guy in Craigslist for like 30 bucks. I'm like, can you come over? And he like brought all this equipment. And then I invited a bunch of friends over in my living room table or kitchen table, little whatever it was. And they just sat around. And for five hours, I interviewed everybody about their sex life, their relationship, dating, marriage, love. And then I just posted on iTunes. And right in that day, I was like, oh my God, this is, I love this. This is what I want. This, this is the, the calling. This is the path, which is what I was always searching for was my, I always felt I was going to be, you know, I knew that I would always be working on something and I wanted to figure out what was that thing that was going to change the world and that I could continue to learn myself and be passionate and be passionate about. That's how it started, the wow. journey of podcasting. And it wasn't until a few years ago, thank God, that now everybody kind of knows what a podcast right. is. Right. took a long time. At what point... Or was there ever a moment in the beginning where you're like, I need to keep doing this other than your own personal satisfaction? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, because it was helping people. I mean, right. I started getting email. I mean, it, right away, it was like, I, it, I mean, I do it to help people. It's still. And it was thought, it was it was the emails and the respect, the respect, hopefully respect, the response well, from people <laughs> asking the questions. And um, I just, I just, it was hitting a chord because they're really... I mean, the only thing I could think in my mind was Loveline. That was the only yeah. show that I knew that was doing it. And it wasn't even in San Francisco, Loveline. So I was right. just like, I, you know, I think this is a good service. And then people, because the thing about sex, what I realized after all these years is that people, we don't have great sex education. I never did. I didn't learn. That's why I was like, good sex, great sex, bad sex. I d- know nothing about, I mean, I've been having sex for a while and it still wasn't, I don't know. I'm just like, if anything could be better, why not devote my life to that? Well, I feel like it's not not the taboo aspect necessarily, but it's it really is something that we've been conditioned to put like outside of our other experiences where it's like we have our life over here and then it's like our sex life. But it's like there's a wall between those things or like right. a really dark curtain. And it's like you're permitted to peep behind it, but you're not really permitted to like stand in there and look at exactly. it. And it's and yeah. I wanted to make the conversation something that people could talk about and feel like not judged and have like an open forum where people can just like call in with their questions and then they're going to, you know, feel okay by it. I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to ridicule you. And at the beginning it was, I was not like the expert. I, 
I went back to school, got my doctorate. Yeah, I was going to ask you but about I, that. But it was just kind of like, but it kind of turned into an advice show. I'm like, well, I've had a lot of therapy, you know, I can kind of apply that. Yeah. Um, but so that's, that's really how it started. And so then it got, and then I got a live radio show randomly, like six months later, I got a call by a station in San Francisco. And so I started doing that and my podcast. So I just kept going with it because I really loved doing it. And I loved that people loved it and were learning. Yeah. So that's, I, I never love stopped. it because I it's really, it's, you know, it's kind of quote unquote taboo information, but your delivery of it is not only matter of fact, but it's so accessible that that combination makes the show just a really fun experience. Thank you. So, yeah. And just, I mean, obviously you've been doing, and you do two times a week or how I release two shows a week, two, two podcasts a week. A week. Okay. Yeah. And they're always 44 minutes or around Oh no. no. I mean, are they? I don't know. They're like between 45 minutes and an hour. Okay. Because yeah. we were going to ask you, is there, was there like, is there, I mean, you are such a pro. Steph and I both said that earlier. We were like, because, okay, there's a few things. Go. One, you go over the run of show at the top of the show. Okay. Should we be doing that? <laughs> oh. oh, you mean like, here's where I talked about yeah. my opening line? Yeah, yeah, you're like, here's, here's, and then you're like, here's where I am on Instagram at the top of the show. Like, it's very, like, proper protocol, and I'm like, very, oh, like, and we're just like strap in. We don't know like, where we're going. In. We're gonna talk. Oh my god, it's so funny. I I think it helps. I mean, I've got an amazing producer now who keeps me in line, like for so long. I mean, so you guys have been know for for ten years. It was all it was me. It was myself and interns. Mm-hmm. Um, no, not ten. How many years? Eight years. I mean, it really was not a business. I was trying, so I was just sort of producing it myself. And then you get people who kind of know, and we decide on a format that that works. And I think, yeah, people. I think it helps that people like to know what they're going to hear. And then also at the end, sometimes I just would forget to say this stuff about social media. Right. And so I just get out of the way and, and then I keep going. I was to your John Wineland episode and he was like talking and then you were like, wait, <laughs> I need to plug my social media. Exactly. Right. I, like, I don't want to forget. Yeah. Right. But I also want to be that annoying person that's asking people to do all this stuff. But yeah, throw it out there at the top. But yeah, I think that people... So what I do a lot of times is we'll do the opening line after the show because I don't know where it's going to go. Right. So then we go back and we put it in. So, yeah. Okay. So yeah, in I your, think it's helpful. In your sexual exploration yes. and advice giving, um, I'm curious, like, what's something that you've, like, learned or taken away or, like, what's, like, kind of, like, the biggest sort of pervasive thing that you're like, whoa, I would have never thought that this is the thing that I'd be keeping <sighs> circling back to everything I mean what did I learn about sex yeah and how, how I learned to have better sex I mean yeah. really that it's um so I didn't understand I I believe that bad sex if I read sex where I wasn't satisfied or it wasn't great I would blame it on my partner mm. and right, like I, bad chemistry yeah or like bad chemistry or why did he just you know not care about my pleasure and I, I think what I realized is that we're all responsible for our own pleasure. And mm. it's women's responsibility to understand our bodies, masturbate, 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 whether you're in a relationship or out of a relationship. It's like the best, it's the best work you can do because then you know what feels good and you bring that to the sex party, you know? You're like getting to know your own self. Yeah, getting to know yourself. I don't think I, I, I really understood that. And I was just kind of like, and also I had a lot of, I just wasn't as comfortable, maybe. I mean, I think I've always been a sexual person. I don't even know. People say that. I'm like, who's not? I guess Everyone's like, who's sexual. Not? Everyone's sexual. Everyone's like, I'm not sexual. Like, no one's saying that. But I think I liked sex. Let's say that. Right. And um, I was open about it. I didn't have hang-ups. But I also think that I've just learned to, that when you ask for what you want, you know your body, you're comfortable where you're at. Like, sex is just so much better. Right. So that's it. And lube was something I didn't know about. <laughs> um, lube is, I'm a huge fan. My dream is like a lube on every nightstand, truly, because I feel like lube is, um, that there's this, there's this myth that, 
uh, your wetness level. So how turned how aroused that it is an indicator of arousal. Right. So if you're really wet, you guys are like you're so wet, baby. You're like yeah, but I'm not turned on. Or you're really turned on and not wet, and it's like just add a few drops of some yeah. lube every time you have sex. The clitoris is not going to lubricate itself. Right. And and just do that, and you're you you risk. Um, then this way you're preventing like tearing or as you know, it can help you prevent like STDs, uncomfortable yeast infections. So, and women who use lube are more likely to orgasm. That so let sense. me ask you a that's question. Just that's just an easy one. And I feel yeah. like I've gotten a little bit better at this, but I, I've always, there always seemed to be like a barrier to entry when like grabbing a product mid like foreplay. Oh. Like it kind of always felt like it was dampening. Just do it with a mood. smile on your face dampening the mood no, no <laughs> right. but like I think it's more like my own like I think at oh. times I like wasn't as Insecure, comfortable right right well there was an insecurity around that so what would you say like I've, I've gotten better no that's that, that's great and let me just go circle back to the lube thing and then I'll answer that about grabbing lube is because the reason why I think we have this awkwardness we're like oh I better grab the lube from under the bed oh, so under if the it's mattress. like in the other room yeah well, well don't have another bed. <laughs> is, that, is that the thing is is that I think that a lot of men think we're talking about like heterosexual relationships that if if we use lube, it means I didn't turn you on. Sure. I failed. You don't find me hot or there's a problem. And the truth mm-hmm. is it's an enhancement. So I literally just, it's next to my bed with the condoms. I open the drawer. I pull, I don't even, I'm just do it. Like they're like psyched. They're having sex. I don't right. think that anyone's going to be weird. It's confidence. Agreed. And that to me, again, when you say my number one thing with sex, kind of with everything is confidence. Totally. And right. your confidence builds the more that you have sex you know your body, what makes you feel good. Then you go in there and you're like, I know what I like, what I'm into. And I'm in charge of this too. Women, I think that we also give a lot of the power to men. When women, we hold all the sexual power. We hold all the sexual control and the power. Men want our energy. Men want like our, you know, what we bring to the table. And so I think that it's kind of reversed. So when women are like in it and in the game and you're turned on, like we get to decide. So if you're just a woman, you're like, here's the lube. He's not gonna be like, whoa, what? And if he did, I'd be like, it's lube. You're going to love it. And I can't tell you how many guys I've been with. They're like, whoa. And I'm like, here you go. I have a bottle at their house. recently had that where I like pulled it out and he was like, what's that? And I was like, are you living under a fucking rock? I'm like, it's coconut oil? Like, hello? Right. Am I really enlightening you right now? Yeah, exactly. In your 30s. Well, here's the thing. (laughs) The other thing that you think is as men get older... And women get older, they're going to be better. No. Nothing. Because not if true. you... Well, if you keep developing the bad habit... Yeah. And women keep breaking, breaking orgasms or reinforcing because so many women don't know what they want either. Right. Like, that's the thing. I didn't even know what I wanted. When If a guy's like, does this feel good? I'd be like, hey, baby, how does this feel? I'd be like, oh, good. Whatever. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Keep doing what you're doing. You you're know? so huge. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're so big. You're the biggest ever. You're the only sex I've ever had. I've never seen it. All other penis have faded away. <laughs> You know, there's never been such a penis. So, yeah, I think just a woman who knows what she wants and she's she's into it is, like, really, really attractive. Like, as opposed to what we, what a lot of women, I think, believe is that there's, like, he's going to think I'm a slut or it's shameful. Or if I know what I want, it means I've had a lot of sex. Like, fuck that. Do well, that's you, good. Yeah. You. That's what I, yeah. You know, I feel like I didn't really, like, understand, like, my, not, like, my role, but just, like, that exact thing of, like, if it's good for you, it's good for them. Yeah. Until I was like in my thirties. Like yeah, exactly. In in mm. my twenties, I was definitely like follow the leader a little bit more and like kind of like let it because they're like more dominant just like energetically. Right. So it's like easy to like kind of just play the like follower a little right. bit. And it was I was never really like getting what I wanted except like in the occasional relationship because then you can like be an explorer. Right. Then you can explore and be like, I'm safe. Because women want to feel safe totally. in relationships when we feel safe and trusted. And I, and also 
So that's that's when we feel that that's when women have more satisfying sex because it's not just like a random. Um, but also the thing about and, and I'm not saying that women should be dominant all during sex and that like you shouldn't because women you know typically like why is Fifty Shades of Grey so popular? Like women right. like we like to be taken and cherished and loved. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like. If I need lube, I need lube. If I right. know I get on top, I'm going to get on top. You know, it's not like I don't need you to like, every once in a while, like throw me against the wall too. Yeah. <laughs> throw me it's on the like bed. A gentle choking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> gentle choking. Like a non-dangerous choking. Not we're going to Cedar choking. Sinai. Yeah. But. <laughs> 911. Like right before I start gasping for air. Right right before. Can we get that point? Right before I'm about to die. Face turns purple. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's happened. (laughs) It only happens once. Yeah. That's Um, really interesting. That is really interesting. And then like, also, when it comes to, like, you also are a huge proponent of toys, obviously. Mm. As you say on your show, lube and toys are your, like, two. Yes. Like, how... Obviously, I think that that's important. Again, I think it has a similar stigma yes. of like bringing something in because it can feel demasculating. Yeah, absolutely. They're like my penis. Sure well, yeah, emasculated. Yeah, emasculated. Yeah, absolutely. Men feel like emasculated. They're like, well, I don't. It's what else do you need, baby? Right. So, yeah, I think that toys. <laughs> what else do you need, Yeah, like baby? I don't understand. Like it's going to replace me. Like, sorry, babe, I need to call you. I'm leaving you for my rabbit. Yeah toy not my pet so no that doesn't happen um but men men i think typically partners can be a little intimidated by toys but the thing is is that the way intercourse if you're in a pv penis vagina sex is set up is that typically it does not give women the clitoral stimulation that they require for orgasm but sometimes if you're like grinding on the bone right for it can't no it can absolutely when that happens I'm like whoa good fit yeah exactly <laughs> but you're grinding back and forth but sometimes not all the th- they no, can't and sometimes yeah. also you're tired you're tired it takes <laughs> a little while yeah. so so yeah so I think that um women who um wait well, what was where was I going with that the toy yes, thing the, oh sorry toy. Yeah. so since we don't often get that and sometimes we can orgasm during sex sometimes we can't and the thing about toys is it's not even a, it's just about I like to think of it like it's it's like gear for your relationship. It's like an added, it's like an accoutrement. Like you don't Ooh. need it, but it, wow. Like look at this cock ring that we'll wear. I'll like show you penis ring. I can swear on your yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have an R rating. Fucking, yeah. So so <laughs> you wear it during sex. It's 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 one size fits all and you stretch it and it's got a guy can wear it on his penis and it's got a, it's also a vibrator. So when you're on top, you're getting the clitoral stimulation or you're Fine. just adding it. You can still have sex and use it on your clitoris, wherever. Like there's, you can use it on his shaft. Like there, and it's just a different, your penis does not vibrate. Your fingers don't vibrate. Although I do have some vibrators that you can wear on your finger. I've seen those. Yeah, yeah. So you guys will take a little visit into the sex toy closet. So go shopping. we're talking about, obviously, PV, Adding toys. which I'm so yeah. into. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to use that. Yeah, yeah. But are the questions that you get the same for um, straight relationships versus, you same know, women and women couples. or You men know, it's funny because I never break it down to like, this is the gay show, this is the... But yeah, right. I kind of do get the, the same questions, I would have to right. say. It's about like... Because a lot of what I talk about, it's not just like I'm sitting here talking for 13 years about like you know, when you get aroused, stick the penis inside. It's, it's really about like communication, <laughs> yeah. asking for what you want, um, like how to negotiate like oh, multiple partners and how to just be safe and how to, you know, men have penis challenges all the time. So how to deal with 
premature ejaculation, erectile dysfunction. So yeah, it's kind of the same. For Can we talk about navigating multiple partners? Yeah, tell me sure. how to do that. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, are you um, polyamorous? Are you dating? No, I'm just like single. Okay, you're single but dating. Yeah. Right. So, but I feel like but there was like a point in my life, in like my mid twenties, where I was like, I got it, three lovers, I'm good, and I had like this whole system like worked out in my head, and then like. I don't know what happened, but then I almost had to like wipe this slate completely clean and be like, it's too much. And then I was almost like, not sexually anorexic, but like scared. I became like completely the opposite. That makes sense. And now I'm like dipping my toes back into like, Right. The world. Fucking okay. Again. I'm fucking again. Oh, good. <laughs> but welcome, welcome back. Thank you so much. I really missed it. But I do feel like a tinge of like guilt with like the multiple lover thing where right. it's like, I don't do, know. Well, oh, here's the thing. Do they, do they know that you're seeing other people? Yeah. Okay. So what's, where does the guilt come from? It's just my thing. Right. You know, it's like okay. me being like, oh, sad. <laughs> like, I mean, if they're cool with maybe it. Maybe it's my nature to well, like actually want to be with just one person, but like none of them are the one person. Right. And so, but sometimes, yeah, that's true too. You might, that might be the case. Also, as long as you're honest with them, you're using protection, I hope, condoms. Right. Yeah. Um, all the time, even if you're on the pill, because you can get an STD. Um, I think that's really, I think that um, it can be tricky. And here's the thing, it's not for everybody. Right. So it might be, to me, like when I've done that, and I've done that, you know, it's kind of exhausting. You're like, it's just, it's a lot of energy. I don't have a ton of free time. You know, there's certain things you're like, what's the, are you just trying to, you know, have, have sex? Is it because you're really just trying to figure out who you like? Yeah, I'm just like trying stuff. But yeah, so then to me, that's like, um, um, I feel like that's a great way to do it rather than what we typically do is we have sex, we date someone for a month, we have sex and we're like, okay, are we going to be together forever? And you're like, well, I barely know you. I right. Know you and then you're locked down, you're having sex with one person. But that's my fear. I don't like that. Right. Because so, that's what happens like, with the last guy that I dated who ended up being just a gift to Elizabeth because his best friend is now her boyfriend. Oh, love it. Meet cute. So See, I yeah. suffered for her. Um, still waiting to get that paid for. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like that's what happened. Like we just started sleeping together and then suddenly we we're like in a thing and I was like, I don't right. know how to not be in this thing with you. And the communication was probably the thing that was really lacking. Right. Well, that's what's lacking. That is my main, my main show is literally communication is a lubrication. It's like, we do not know how to even talk about sex. How right. are we going to have great sex? So with you, it's like, I would look at where, where the guilt's coming from. If you're being honest, is it, is it something from your past? Like having a lot of sex makes you feel like it's wrong or shameful? Or I don't know. I would have to religion, like religion, really, you know, definitely not religion. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm elapsed Jewish. Oh, you're Jew. Right. Jew. Yeah. See, we don't typically have those challenges <laughs> right, yeah. around sex. We weren't told we're going to go to hell and we should wait till marriage. Yeah. So I don't know if you feel like maybe you're, it's hard to really focus on one because there's so maybe many pieces around yeah. or, but I feel like, you know, if you're not looking for the long term thing that you got, you know, there's, a, you get to choose how you feel after. Right. And if it's, it's like, you know what, thing. when I'm with each one, I'm going to be present and I'm going to try to have awesome sex. Yeah. I'm going to ask for what I want. I'm going to try to do something different maybe with each one. Like, like Ooh, each time I you like go with them, you know, like let me try to do one thing different on this date or during like, having sex with them that yeah. I haven't tried because that's how you mix things up, right? Yeah. So maybe use it that way, like without the end goal of like I'm looking for just one. It's more like I'm exploring myself and they're here and that's, I'm being honest and it might make you feel better I in like that, that way that it's not like I don't know which one and you know, just. It doesn't feel like oh, I have to make a choice. I'm just like, oh, sad. Like 
Sad what though? Because do you feel know. like, because at the end of the day, do you feel like you don't have one? Like you want that guy you can call when you're sad Probably. at night or you're depressed or Probably. you're PMS? Yeah. <laughs> I have PMS. Make me feel better. I don't like no. having a guy to call when you're <laughs> Don't on say the that. I'm just saying when you're going through a rough time, you want to be like, babe. Yeah. 100%. So maybe it still feels really lonely because you don't have the intimacy. Yeah, maybe. And so it's not going, maybe that's what you're craving. Yeah. But I also think you could have multiple partners and be intimate. I do find that that's true right yeah so like maybe like yeah maybe that's the guilt maybe you're holding back oh uh uh-huh i think you're probably holding back because you're don't maybe you don't feel as safe right now comfortable being totally yourself with them i don't know doctor i mean yeah i feel like i could go really deep into this i don't want to like take up too much time but i feel like what i just realized is that it's that it's like if i feel like i go all the way and open all the way up then they're gonna be like obsessed with me and then i'm gonna have to be like oh like you're not the only one right and then it's gonna be like wait but i thought they all knew they were that no they do but like I don't know. There's something where it's like, if I give you everything, then how can I like... But if you give them everything, then they'll start to give you everything. And then maybe you'll actually realize that you right. there's more to them than meets the eye. So if you're bringing half yourself, they're bringing half yourself. So you can't really make a decision on who they are as a partner. Oh my, I love mm. that. It's like in life. Like if you bring your authentic self, like wherever you go, like I feel like I'm pretty much the same wherever I, I, I go. I mean, not oh, in my life, I haven't always been that way, but now I am. And then you, you get a, people get a full experience of me and then I get a full experience of them. So right that fear of what's happened in the past, they're going to become obsessed or whatever. It's just what happened in the past. Right. But with and now we are at in communication life. From on my right. part. Right. So, so now can you tell us some communication pitfalls? Yes. Yes. That's a great question. Um, well, first of all, not talking at all about sex is the number one pitfall. Um, I think also you talking like before, during, around. Oh, okay. So there's some, there are some things about this. It's not. Gr- okay. So I think a big pitfall is when you, um, Talk about it like during in the bedroom, like unless you're in pain or like you want something, that's fine. But to talk about it like right after me, like, okay, so you went out on me for two minutes. That did nothing. <laughs> like, like you might as well have just like have gotten the remote so we could change the channel here. Like I did that like did a direct like rundown yeah. afterwards. Like a play by play. Or like, yeah. so I saw that you didn't stay hard very long. What's that all about? <laughs> right. Then right? he's like associating that with you and sex in the bedroom. Sure. So I think it's great to just kind of take those conversations outside. And then also it's important to just like, first of all, 80% of women experience pain during sex at Why? some point in their life. They just, there's a lot of different reasons. It can be psychological. It can be, they could have like, you know, these infections, infections, they're not using lube, there's tearing, they're stretching. There's just different kinds of pain. There's big dicks. And they don't, right. Yeah. Seen them. Yeah. Tried yeah. Them. Yeah. Lube. Hi. Don't, don't really love them. Right. There you go. <laughs> Right. Guys think we're obsessed and we're just so not. They're obsessed. I'm like a strong medium, please. Yeah. Right. Good. God, there's so many met that that should be a dating app. Like I take medium dicks, please. <laughs> so um but but I feel like it's it's really just like being <laughs> Bumble. Mediums please apply. <laughs> That's it. Right. Yeah, I actually do want a dick pic, but not for the reason you think. I uh-huh. was actually telling a guy that I'm into that last night. I'm like, I've had the biggest dick ever and it was so unenjoyable. Like I could not yeah. I yeah, could not get into it. I was like getting torn to pieces. Yeah, it's true. And it's funny because after all these years, you'd think like you'd hear from men are assuming that all my thousands of emails have been like, he had a small penis and I dump him. It's way more like his penis is so big it hurts. What do I do? Yes. Like that's the problem. Yeah. And they're like, oh, good. <laughs> and they're like, I think God feels good. But, but men email me too. They're like, I'm afraid I'm hurting her. Yeah. But I think it's really just the communication starts with like, hey, what? 
tell you know talking about what, what you like what you yeah. don't like a great if you're in a, a relationship like so what's your fantasy what turns you on what do you want to try and actually bring up something that you actually would want to try yes. right there's two kinds of fantasies there's those ones that like you like to think about on your own time um and then there's the ones you're like, God, oh, it'd be really cool to be tied up, to have sex outside, whatever. Right. And then be like, well, and then let's each just share one of them. So just continue to talk about it. I and mean, I think not talking about it is like the biggest pitfall. And then also being mindful of your tone. Because a lot totally. of times, and this is just general communication, when you're like, you never give me an orgasm, you don't turn me on, you just want what you want, you, you, you blaming, when really it should be like, hey, you know, I love the compliment sandwich. When you're like, so... I feel like we're getting so close. And that sex last weekend was so hot. I love the way you played with my nipples for 20 minutes. Amazing. And it would be so great if we could um, slow things down a little bit or we could watch porn together or whatever it is and you bring right. that new thing in. And so then we could continue to explore together and expand. Compliment sandwich. Compliment sandwich also, is awesome. Also, I find what works is, you know, when you're, you're with a partner or someone you're close and intimate with and you're kind of are able to like step outside of the relationship a little bit and kind of connect and speak with each other like you're not dating have you ever had yeah. those experiences where you're kind of just like talking it's like not about the relationship it's about like you as a person I don't know just yeah. you ever like slip into that that's good those I, are like the sweet yeah. spots in relationships yeah. where I think you can really open up yeah. and I've found I actually took your advice when you did a video for Valentine's Day, oh, like asking good. your partner what they want. Yeah. It was like, a, you were like, it's a great opportunity to be like, let's open up the dialogue. Right. It could. And I loved that. Yay. And it, and, it, and I think the, the entryway for me to like feel comfortable in that was what we were at a moment in like, just kind of like hanging out and that it was just kind of like a homey hangout yes. where you, versus like, this is a serious relationship talk. Right. So that, I think being able to like read the vibe absolutely. is like a very helpful tool to then That is so good. You're so right. That was my next thing was that you, I was saying not in the bedroom. The best time is when you are on a, you know, sitting having breakfast. When you're chilling, your tone should be chill. Not we need to talk, but like, right. hey, babe, like it should be light. It should be because sex is so hard to talk about. Road right. trips, if you're uncomfortable when you're in the car not making eye contact, then you're still intimate. But if it's just hard for you because some people, they can't even like say the word. And people could, all, could also be like, I, I was listening to so Sex with Emily and she was talking about yeah. how you, it's really cool if you like, you know, tell your partner, you know, something fun you want to try. Like you can change really, a bucket list. Yeah. Try three things. Exactly. So it. you could be like, was listening to So Retrograde and. Yeah. Uh, no, really, you guys. That's what I always say. It like, yeah. takes the, like, the heaviness out of the conversation and like keeps it light. And I find that the communication is so much more pure and fun. And yeah. also I think in a relationship when you're. Talking about sex can sometimes like make be the least sexy thing, and I don't ever want to like fall into that trap. Right. As you were saying, like doing a progress report like after you have sex, like not no, fun. not the play by play like, in the bedroom. Read the room, right? And like do it in a <laughs> totally. way that's like a fun chat and like you said, the compliment sandwich. Yeah. I think is a yeah, a and great you get it method. so right, sitting there chilling and positive. I but love this it. This reminds that's me it. of something that I've recently been thinking of, and um, I, I feel like it plays in is that like. If there's something that happens to our brains when we're like in any relationship, whether it's like friendship, intimate business, like it doesn't matter where we like put a framework around it and it makes us like fearful to be truthful. And then okay. it's like, I feel like people end up like ending relationships or ending friendships or ending business things just so that they can tell the truth. What do you mean? Give you me mean an example. avoid telling the truth? No, like, okay, so say I'm in a relationship and there's something that's like really bothering me, but like, I don't want to say it because I'm afraid that it's going to like upset the framework of the relationship or, um, 
for in some way like disrespect like the agreement that we have because it, it's my personal truth. Okay. But if I were to like break the like framework right. of like the relationship, then suddenly I would feel liberated to just like speak truthfully, which would probably like fix the problem. Yeah. But because I created a problem by breaking the thing. Right. Does that make sense? Like I feel kind like we of, like, like I feel like it, like okay it happened to me with yeah, like my with like my manager okay, for example. Yeah. But I think we do this in all things. Yeah. We're like I wanted to say something to them. They were really bothering me, but I couldn't say it in the framework of the relationship because I Former felt like manager. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Because I felt like it was in some way against an agreement that we'd already made and I felt like because we had this like dynamic I wasn't free to be my full self right and tell the truth and then as soon as I like ended the relationship with them I was able to be like this is how I feel and it was no pressure at all like I had no trouble there was no like barrier to truth or communication because there wasn't something that I had put in ahead of right but of, you created those truth. frameworks. So totally. Those frameworks are so, they're, they're not really real. They're 100%. Just... But I think that like that's something that we, that that's would be a barrier to communication in intimate relationships where people are afraid right. well, that's because why they've we created don't talk. the framework. That's that what I'm saying. So, no, that is huge. So yeah. thank you for bringing that up because yeah. literally the reason why we don't talk about anything. Yeah. Because ultimately we're afraid. They're, like let's say I was like, oh my god, I just wish he would choke me already. Right. <laughs> like, I wish he would. Just gotta that, say it. I know. Like, just start say, choking him but, until he chokes you back. Right. Right. <laughs> Often we do what we want bad, but like let's say I want that so bad, and yeah. I don't talk about. And the reason why we don't is because I'm afraid that he's going to think I'm a freak. For example, right. he's going to judge me. Right. He's not going to want to do it. He's going to think I'm a different kind of girl, and then he's going to dump me, and I won't be loved. Like the, our whole fear mm, at the end of the day is right. like, I won't be loved and be rejected. A, right. That's a real spiral. It's a real spiral. But what if? You're like, what you'll find is when you do speak your truth and you're authentic in all your relationships, it actually deepens them and becomes closer. But I didn't know this dating in my 20s, 30s. I was like, my mom's like, I call her. You know, it's always amazing the first six months. And I'd be like, mom, it's not going. She's like, "Uh uh-oh, fatal flaw, go. Like, I'd always find what the fatal flaw was. I'm like, well, you know, and then I would, I never tried to work on relationships. And I had to learn that, like, when you, when you do that work and you actually bring up the thing, like when you say the things that you think you cannot say yes. is when the magic happens in a relationship. Yes. Like that's when you're like, oh my God, I can't, be, like it's next level. They're like, yes, thank you. I, I'm, I'm so glad you told me or you work on it or you don't. And they're like, you know, fuck you, this is over, but at least you knew. You and didn't then, sit with it. Right. And you'd yeah. be surprised. Because that would be a lie anyways if, if you said it and then they were like, fuck you. It's like, oh, then this is like, clearly not your wrong. person right or or whatever it is like you were all, we're allowed to speak for for what we want and the thing about so so yeah I think that it's it's a practice again we are not taught how to communicate I used to think like in my 20s like I'm a great communicator because I like talking to people and I connect with people well like that's not being a communicator because I get along with people in a room where I don't know anyone right like, uh, right I love meeting people no communicating is actually being able to like learn how to listen and to talk and to speak for what you want and I've realized there's been relationships now that I thought would be totally over and then I bring it up and it's like it's so much better. Just right. like in friendships. Yeah. You're like, oh, we're going to, the friends that you've had like a fight with or, you know, usually brings you closer totally. together after that. So do you have any like sort of mental tricks or tips of like, you know, everyone knows that feeling where they like really want to say something, but then you get like the like rising freaky anxiety and like you shut down and you feel like, I don't, and then either you don't say anything or you just like blurt it out and it's yeah. like, oh fuck, that was the definite wrong delivery method. You mean like, in the moment yeah like in the moment like what's like a sort of like mental sort of maybe I like a mindfulness I, yeah tip? everything's about mindfulness I was gonna say like mindfulness and sex is it's so important but I would think that well if it's a big talk yeah 
practice. Right. Like honestly, like practice with your friends. Like I'll say, I do that too. I'm like, is this okay to say this? Or how would this sound? Or you just like, you really think about what you want to say and what you hope, you know, what you're hoping for the outcome. Like, why am I saying this? Am right. I saying this to hurt them? Well, no. Am I saying it because I really want this to be an improvement in our relationship? Am I saying, you know, and then you just kind of, kind of practice it or write out the bullets. Right. Like it's okay to like even have notes and look at it and be like, I wanted to do this right because I love you. I care about our friendship relationship. I don't want to hurt you. This is really uncomfortable for me, by the way, making it so authentic and real. Like how could someone not really have presence for you when you're, you're like, I just want to make sure I say this right. Yeah. And then you're like, tell them or you, you just practice it. But I think yeah. blurting things out has also hurt me in the past. Cause I just say it and I still sometimes suck at it. Like even as a, it, in my office, I do like, I, sometimes I think I'm not great at it and I just say it. So it's like, it's practice. It's a yeah. practice. And so you just, yeah, really be, be thoughtful, be mindful and tell them it's coming from love. Hopefully it is. I want to go yeah. back to, you, you mentioned mindfulness mm -hmm. within Buzzword. Yeah. Buzzword. Oh, hey, that's Hi. a retrograde what? Um, <laughs> mindfulness within our orgasms and mindfulness within masturbation. Two things Mindful I'm masturbation. interested yep. in. Mindful Talk masturbation is so... So typically we have sex. Or let's okay, we can start with mindful masturbation. So typically we masturbate to get off, right? We're like, we know our way. We do it. Get the vibrator. Get your fingers and you're in and out, right? Hit and quit it. So, <laughs> that's a way to do it. I right? myself like the dirty whore that I have. Yeah, exactly, right? Like I'm in and out. Like, right, like don't let the door hit you in the ass. But, but, Self. But there's like a way for women especially, and for men to can do this, but for women I feel like we just, our bodies have immense capacity for pleasure. Like immense. And we don't even, we don't even tap into like literally so, so, so little of it. We don't know, understand that we can have um, we have limiting beliefs about our pleasure. So we're like, oh, well, I can't orgasm during intercourse, which only 30% of women actually can regularly. What? Yeah. Oh my God, I'm so You're lucky. You're so lucky. You really are lucky. Like, yeah. It's <laughs> I just put my hands on my heart. I know heart. you did. <laughs> Wait, during intercourse, like penetration? Yes. I'm not really one of those. Yeah, right. Okay, yeah. there you go. And I had to learn, and for me, it's not every time. It, well, and it's anatomy it can't be every time because of the anatomy right sometimes you're just not getting up in but there. sometimes it's like your clitoris like how you said you're rubbing right right inside you know the, yes like on the, in the inside front wall where that's the spot right the, the g-spot yeah yeah and for, for some women it's hidden or it's a little further up and so it can be like your anatomy literally the way it lines up for some women their clitoris or g-spot closer together right there's a lot of different factors why but for, for mindful masturbation, when you're like, okay, I'm going to masturbate without the purpose of just my orgasm. Like, I'm going to take a bath. I'm going to seduce myself. Mm. I'm going to, like, play music. And I'm going to – it's all about all the senses. Like, leave your phone outside the bathroom. Or just for music, you can leave it in there. But you're <laughs> actually lying there, and you're, like, rubbing your hands over your body. And you're getting into that central space. Or you can watch porn and read erotica. I don't care. But whatever gets you into that mindset, and you're, like – playing you know breastgasm nipplegasm it's like huge women can have them we just don't know we can have them because we don't spend enough time there or women assume right. i've never had a internal g-spot orgasm therefore i never can and that's not true i never had one until i started my show i was like i am on a mission like <laughs> that's I, actually the whole I the impetus behind the show okay <laughs> you just to be honest to <laughs> i wanted to come i wanted to find my 
my fucking G spot. I bought the book. I bought the vibrator. Thirteen years what later, a journey. Yeah. I was like, God damn it, yeah. So, but I feel like I've learned so much about it by being like, okay, I'm gonna try. I'm going to try other ways of because for some women, for example, the only way they've orgasm or they learned to orgasm like they were seven and they were taking a shower or they were riding a bike when they were five. I mean, who hasn't lived underneath the jets right? at the pool? Right, and that's that, it. That Brookstone back massager. Exactly. I mean, same. Right. Same. You're like, whoa. I would fuck everything as a child. Exactly. Right. You're Legit. like hop in the pillow. Yes. But you're like, that's not the only way. Like maybe you like, I have to do my stomach. Well, yeah, because that's what you're used to. So you can retrain your body to right. to feel different things, and you can just to orgasm in different ways. But not just about the orgasm, like to arouse yourself when you're thinking certain thoughts, or just to, to touch yourself. So it's like you're mindfully you're breathing. I think a lot of women forget to breathe during sex. So breathing into your pelvic mm-hmm. floor, doing your Kegel exercises are so important because. It not only strengthens your pelvic floor, which is important because everything drops as you get older, atrophies over time, um, but you are waking. A lot of women are disconnected, like they're like neck up. And they're like, oh, I don't know what's going on down there. So when you're breathing, like if you guys do daily meditation, just breathe into your pelvic floor because you're like waking it up. Meditation. What'd you say? We did a episode of I don't know, popular or unpopular, unclear. I think people liked it. um, I got some feedback with meditating, holding your vagina, literally, to just like awaken and connect. And and what's with do you do yoni eggs? Are you into them? Um, I have them. I've not done them yet. I've never tried mine either. Yeah, I have them. It's great. Did you do like the whole meditation around it? We had yeah. honestly, I just put it in and then I use my vibrator. It's yeah, like, it's like a no. It's really cool. I've, I know yeah. I've done it like that. Yeah, I have. I've I've yes. I didn't like wear them around and do or it, like, like the take jade a nap eggs. With it. Yeah, exactly. Well, I well here's what I do is I do it for um because there are the ones that are for pleasure and then there's ones like the Kegel ball like the weights that yeah. you wear yeah. and I wear those like. Um, when I'm like going to the gym because what happens is they're like these balls you put inside of you and because I'm so like I want an easy way to to get them strength stronger so you're, you're naturally like holding them it's like you're walking around with your legs together but right. you you're naturally you're already doing them by walking around by virtue of wearing them because right. you're working your kegel muscles so for right. me like I'll go spinning I'll go to yoga and I'm wearing them and then I get my kegels done and then they're inside but it's not like it's turning me on like the right. yoni eggs. and what are right. those called those are called um there's a there's um there's a lot of different companies that make them. I love the We Vibe. Um, what are they called? The, the Bloom. Oh, the Bloom. I'll show you guys after. Okay. The Bloom is so cool because it um, has different like weights on it, so you actually can go up in weights and get stronger, and they, they vibrate. So and it's also a vibrator. You can lift things. You can, lift things <laughs> you can pull your car. Have you ever seen that woman with like the vaginal that was an strain? episode of Housewives? Yeah, where she so, was like hanging shoes from her pussy. But it's also it's <laughs> <laughs> that one. Um, but it's yeah. So just healthy it's really so that's like the mindful getting and then you're also training your, your body just to your understand then you can bring that into like sex you're like oh i, I get it because the other the lot of what i talk about on my show is that people are so distracted during sex mm-hmm. women right like i'm thinking about my to-do list and i can't you know the lights are wrong and that i heard someone come home and we just it, for orgasm we, we got to be in the present mindful like so a great practice is to when you're having sex is to focus on the senses. So light some candles, play some music. So when your mind starts going like, I'm not going to come. Did he come? Does he like me? Does he think I'm fat? Does he notice my left boobs are getting my right boob? Like, what's it? <laughs> Whatever's going through our head. Is my roommate home? Is my dad calling? What's you, you can go back to like, okay, so in this moment, like I'm smelling the candle. I'm feeling what it feels like to have him inside me. Like the skin, the air, like what do you, and you go back to just being present. 
with what's happening because we just it's so so hard. easy to move. So yes. I mean, just like don't lay down and jam your vibrator inside of you. Don't just wait. Yeah. Oh, but you can. And right. don't, I did that this morning. Okay, <laughs> I was rushed. But I'm just saying. Um, I I get it. But also, um, but this is just a, if you want to expand your potential for pleasure, I would suggest throwing in a mindful masturbation. I love that. Around. Interesting question for you. You obviously mentioned you've been on for years, and. Was there ever, and, and you talk about so many things. I just listened to a throwback episode that you did from eight years ago when yeah. you went to a sex party, oh, right. which was so funny because Kept- it was like pre like Instagram and Facebook, oh, yeah. and like all of those things, which was so interesting because they're talking about like, how do you connect with like the community? Yeah, literally. And, and, like, There's and no, you, it was MySpace, I think, was it? It was yeah. so funny. And I was like, this is, I mean, it's not even that long ago, no. but it was like so dated. So the question is, is there ever been any, thing that you can think of that like shocked you kind of that you were like whoa it's so funny because I always thought that I just needed to find a better answer for that question like what's the craziest thing you ever heard and I I don't think there was anything that I can remember that I was shocked or that was like I can't believe that exists I'm trying to think like um I don't think so I mean but I know I guess I used to think that people who were um I guess it's not that it shocked me, but I didn't understand how people could actually be in open or like be in a healthy, like open relationship. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, there's no way, like how do you transcend jealousy? And and I, and I know a lot of people actually are in really healthy relationships like that. So I've just well, been, you came from San Francisco. Yeah, so right. there's like, who isn't? Can we go into that? Cause I yeah. feel like Elizabeth and I both have like, not judgment, but like we've had friends who have that situation. Like we're, we've talked about it where we're like interesting, but we don't think that we could ever do, do that it. ourselves. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I get it. It's not for everybody at all. But I think that people who are, and you know, they they really like practice kind of like this rigorous like honesty where you really can't, you're not, li- if you're in a healthy one, you're like, you're talking about everything. And sometimes they, and you get to make your own rules too. So for some people, it's like, there's no sleepovers or you have to meet the person before you have sex with them or, you know, you have a primary partner and then you have your other partners and then you, you, you communicate around it in a way that's, that's just like, really healthy I think for a lot of them because they and they, they keep they, they get to decide how they want to be in a relationship mm-hmm. it's kind of like and it may, maybe it's once a year like I know a couple who on the summers they don't see each other so like they have two months off like their kids went to college and now they're like they do whatever they want and they don't talk about it I know another couple who when they're in different cities they can sleep with whoever they want or so what I'm saying is that that, that this this notion that all the only thing that we see is monogamy get married till death do us part and I will never have sex with anyone else to me not that realistic like it's not right. that realistic that you would never have that desire to be with someone else I understand that people honor that commitment but for some people, that's not like they just want to have experiences totally. with someone else and they can have sex with someone and not get their emotions all entangled that it's going to ruin their primary relationship. Right. And there's tools and there's practices and there's books and there's therapists. And I know people who actually like, it's not like I met them once, like they're friends, mm-hmm. they're doing it, it works. But I, you know, just like, you know, people who are in a monogamous relationship that probably aren't that happy and they might have jealousy and they just like people in other relationships. Right. So it's not like... I'm, I'm recommending it for everybody. I think I've just been surprised through my work, the people I've met that are like, huh, wow, that like works for you. Because I used to be like, no way, like that's crazy. You just want to see other people. There's nothing healthy, you know, in the yeah. beginning. But now I'm like, oh yeah, people actually do live, have alternative relationships or and and it works. So would you, I'm kind of curious about like your prescription for like common relationship, um, like ruts or something. Like yeah. that really sort of triggered a, a thing for me where it's like, oh, I know people who have, honored the commitment so to speak and like been in long relationships and like 
seem really bored. They're yeah. bored. Like they're not fucking and like, right. but they love the person. Yeah, and my best friend. I love them. Totally, I just want to text them. Right. And I we do everything together. To and it's like either like in, in my opinion or my like viewpoint of that, it's like most of those times I'm like, well, either you have to like, I don't know, get some sort of prescription from you <laughs> or like take a break. Like I don't right. get, I don't really understand. I don't subscribe to, well, if you're not fucking, it must be over because I think that's like very much oversimplified. But that is maybe possibly part of it. No, right. That is that is a, a, such a good question because it really is the top, one of the top questions I get asked. What do we do? Um, we've been together two years, five years, 20 years when we... We don't have this. We don't have sex anymore. Or I want it. She doesn't. He wants it. She. He doesn't. You know. So, this is my first thing I want to say is that this will happen in every single relationship. That this is normal. This is something that you should plan. I don't often use the word normal when it comes to sex because most people are just like, "Am I normal? Is this okay?" Mm-hmm. It's typical that in most relationships you're in that there is something called the honeymoon phase, which is like biologically, like if you look at like evolutionary psychology, we. For six months to two years is what the honeymoon phase lasts. Okay. And that's because that's a time that we were met to, to meet someone, procreate, you have and, to die. Like answer, and die. <laughs> or, or procreate, die, almost die. And then, then he goes off and spreads its seed. He's there long enough to, to take care of the child and he goes off and spreads its seed, right? Right. Like caveman, ancestor, whatever. Long, long time ago. We are set in this in this path that it's, the attraction's just going to, like, because when you're with someone and you're falling in love, you're farting. you got the oxytocin. Yeah. Well, no, after that, but in the beginning, you've yeah. got all this dopamine, oxytocin, it's connecting you, and those love hormones, they kind of settle down. And every, so my first prescription for this is that couples recognize that this is going to happen. It's not going to be like it was the first four months. It right. just never will. And so prioritize your sex life. Like, make it just as important as it is, like, where, you know, you're going to dinner, what you're, if you have children, you're, you're going to raise the children, do you want to live in the city or country? And let's make our sex life, like, alive being in this relationship that we continue to work on and talk about. Cool. So that's one thing. If you're comfortable with it, you could be like, it's not like weeks will go by and you're like, babe, I need to have sex. It's like, it's both of your challenge. Like, right. There's a leaky roof in your house. Like, you both notice it. Right. It's not like, you, so that's one thing. And also, what happens with these couples that people live together and like most couples is that you don't have the ingredients that were there in the beginning, which is spontaneity, um, like the unknown um, variety. You're doing, you know exactly what's going to happen. You know what you need. So yeah. really, like the things of like planning a date night every other night week. You have a date night. You are each planning an adventure. You're bringing yeah. in toys. You're bringing in something that's new and different and exciting. You're talking dirty. You're pushing yourselves. You're you're doing things that continue to make it interesting and fun and spontaneous. Not every time we're exhausted, we all have jobs, like it it shouldn't be another to do, but it should be like, let's figure out this together. Like buy books, listen to my podcast. People like do things like that and they're like, oh, thank you. We got our sex life back after 20 years or so just be, keep it top of mind. Like don't let it be the one thing that you're like, everything's great. He's my best friend. Sex is on the back burner for a while. Cause once it's there, you're never going to get it. Right. Cause then it's like becomes so far away, but you can, you can bring it back. And then on the flip side, what about the beginning of relationships? Cause I feel like there's this whole conversation of like, um, I've never been someone who's like, I should wait, like, necessarily. I've always been like, I mean, just like, let's figure it out. Like, if I'm attracted to you, like, I want to see what your dick looks like. I want to taste your mouth. Like, I want to know what's going on. But at the same time, like, everyone has all these opinions where it's like, my one friend who's married is like, yeah, I, like, had sex with them on the first date and, like, now we're married. And then other people are like, if you want, because, like, the game of it all kind of comes into question where it's like, well, if you want him to, like, really, you know, 
let him pursue you and like let him work for it. Like there's all of this like kind of chatter around like what is the structural framework of like what's acceptable and also like what makes someone want to be with you or stay with you or all these things like yeah. what is that I know it's just it's chatter because I don't believe in games like I don't believe that you have to wait three months and make right. sure that you have the three commitment months. no that's what like Jesus the, right exactly like three months yeah. like I don't even right I can't even imagine what you do all that time like yeah. what are you doing just, then like, you're seeing a lot of movies like, gently fingered like, we're like happening? Netflix binging on, yeah exactly no I don't I don't know I also feel like three months could like literally take all the sexuality out of Friend zone it. Yeah. That's the full friend zone. Right. Okay, so a month. Or just waiting because right. they, they think you're not... Because if you guys are... If you're into it and you want to have sex, I say have it. Right. But I'll also say this is that... Is that I think it's it's best to wait as long as... Like, there's no rush. So if you're dating, so it's hot and heavy, you guys are buzzed, your first date, you go back. Of course, like, sometimes it's, you have sex, you want to have sex. But to me, it's like... I think the best part... I think it's fun to, to wait a little bit. Like, why right. rush right to the end like to that to this thing when you could have that build and yeah. to me the yeah. building and getting to know someone like maybe yeah. like a really hot makeout session or like you're almost there but then you're like I actually do want to I want to wait a little bit to like let's see how I feel on the next day the next day but not to play a game just because genuinely like you don't know this person and when we have sex too quickly sometimes or right away we can get very attached to the sex right the connection, addicted to the what orgasm. the dick did yes addicted to the dick did to the dick. To, <laughs> to the, what the dick, the dick did. <laughs> I love that. That's so true. Yeah, and you get digmatized. Right. You get digmatized and then you get this digmatized and, and you it can't. And even, it's not even our fault. It's like literal biology. It's biology. Yeah. It literally is. We are attached. We had an orgasm and therefore like our oxytocin, like it's spiked. Yeah, and then we're, we're advanced storyboarding yeah, into exactly. like what our kids I remember one time like. I was like. for the wedding. <laughs> one time I had had sex with Joe, my like meatball lover. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, we had sex. It was great. And I was like falling asleep in his like armpit basically and I I kind of like fell asleep and then I woke up in like a full on like fantasy about like our like life together and I like pheromone stood I sat (laughs) up I was like get your shit together (laughs) like that is not the narrative but it's just like my biology yeah. in my 30s yeah. took we can't over. Help it. Yeah, we can't help it. And I was like, it. I'm ready to have your kid. And then, like, right. we'll, we won't be together anymore. And then, like, I'll be with someone else. And he'll, like, raise our kid with right. me. Like, it was, like, full on. Oh, that's true. Like, they've done studies it was where women wear, like, a makeup powerpoint, PowerPoint presentation. Yeah. Full on. I was like, that right there, that's how long our relationship <laughs> right, exactly. lasts. So that's why I'd be mindful. But yeah. I, I don't like all, all the games around that. But take your time. Because then... We're attached, and then you can't see, like, the red flags waving in the sure. distance. You're right. like, I'm just, it doesn't matter that you, like, hate your mom, and you're mean to everybody around you or whatever, but, like, our sex is great. So, right. you know, I don't think you should, put, should yeah, play So, like, no rules, but no just, like, rules. be mindful Do your own around rules. your own internal feelings. Yeah. And find out their relationship with their mom. Right. Well, well that's real important. <laughs> that's that's so like important. The, that's the advice my Ooh, mom gave me. I love gave this me. question. Common red flags. Ooh. Um, I would say, um, yeah, there's one if he hates his mom, hates a lot of women in his life, like hate, like my mom's terrible. I would dealt with it. Just like undoubt, you know, how they treat, how they, how they treat wait staff, how they treat their parents. Um, I think, okay. So my mom always told me the issues you have in the third date you have forever. Huh? Your mom's wise. I know she is wise. She's cool. My mom's badass, but she's, but I think it's, um, I think that's true. Like, I think that we oftentimes don't really like see what's there and a lot of times it is true but there are issues you can deal with but right. like if someone's like really cheap or they that drives you crazy or they were and that's saying you can't work on it but you you just you know what the issues are so I think that things pretty much show up for you right away but common mm. red flags are um what do people say like you know addiction obviously someone like drinking a lot that that's a problem for you um 
you know, just like anger. Like for me, I don't know, red flags. Like for me, it's like if a guy just like hates everything about his life, hates his job, victim mentality. But these are the mm. triggers for me. I think everyone has their own. A lot of people say like hygiene or um, doesn't, yeah, doesn't, doesn't follow through on his word. Like you can pretty much see that stuff. Like goes in and out. He's there and then he disappears. He's there, disappears. Like, oh, That's every guy in LA for the most part exactly <laughs> not that Peter Pan complex yeah exactly right but that might not work for you, right. you know what's weird? and you're never going to change anyone either so just so you know people do not change unless they want to and I think that men and women both take on the roles of being the fixer and like oh I can change or save her they want to save it and they want to fix you like no one will change they will resent you for trying to change mm. them unless they're ready right no one wants to fuck that. No. <laughs> no one wants to fuck that. <laughs> um, Emily, okay, I feel like we could talk to you forever. So I know. I um, love come so back much more. Quickly. <laughs> I'm here. Like three cool products. You talked about lube. You talked about vibrators. What What are like three things that we... Okay. I'm seeing a lot of feather dusters. I'm, I'm assuming like those aren't for dusting. No, those are like tick. Those are sensation play. Okay. So um, see those little tickle balls right there? Those are from Sport Sheets. Um, there's these little balls that are coming down. Can you see it? It's that wand right there with the, um, Oh yeah. 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 So I think sensation play is really hot because like you can use a blindfold and when you take away one sense, like all your other sense senses are huge with sex. Sexual. So they become heightened. So I do then, think visual is sort of the bane of our existence. Yeah. How so? Like, because I've been thinking about this a lot lately, <laughs> but it's because you take in so much information in your eyes and it's literally attached to your brain. And so it's like if you close your eyes, like ever done like karaoke and like closed your eyes and like suddenly you can just like be free. No, but that sounds good. You should try it because <laughs> if you close your eyes and you're not like conscious of like everyone looking at you or your environment, like there's just something about like your vision that makes you like hyper aware and like unable right. to totally like be in a moment. Right. No, I think that th I think that that makes total sense. Yeah. And when you, it, especially during sex, you're, it allows you to just kind of. So yeah, go into your everything, all your other senses. Right. So if you're lying back and you're handcuffed, or handcuffed too, you got blindfolds. <laughs> your but you eyes are handcuffed. Handcuffed. <laughs> you handcuffed. And then you're, you can play with like hot and cold, like ice cubes or like, a, is this my massage candle? Oh, this is the massage candle. So like you blow it out. And the wax. And it's like, and then it's coconut oil, soybean oil. These are these candles I used to make, which I don't anymore, but this was my brand. But it's a long story. But you blow it out, and it feels, like, amazing. It's, like, warm, cool. luxurious massage oil. So playing with senses. Touch. Put your fingers in there. It's amazing. <gasps> Smell it. And it's, like, Coke. It's Oh, all my up. God. And, like, you pour it over your partner's body. So I say uh, lube. I say toys. Sexy. I love Revive toys. They're amazing. I have a subscription box, too. That's, um, people love this because it's, it's called Emily's Box. And so for couples <laughs> who want it, like, every, you know, four times a year, you get a box and you guys open it together and you're like a bunch of different things to play with. Like Move over, FabFitFun. Exactly. <laughs> FabFitFun. Although they are a sponsor. Are they still uh, sponsor? <laughs> uh, we love you. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's cool. But what else? I mean, I'll show you. You guys can take a cool. little we'll do, trip we'll to do the do sex toy Instagram closet. But I just think and I, my, I have a store on my website, uh, sexwithemily.com. Check it awesome. out. My favorite thing. Well, this has been phenomenal. Thank Fuck, you. I don't want to so stop. So I'm so sad. So fun. How long have we been We chatting? never talk about sex. Kind of a you minute. Don't? No, and I always, that's really, you know, my entire stand-up career, it was only sex jokes. Really? Pretty much. Aside from the occasional joke about my parents. Wow. Okay, so maybe we need to do more sex really talk. Really, yeah, I have like a lot more questions, but I guess we're out of time. 
Okay. Well, this was fun, you guys. Sweet. Thanks for and having me. Tell I love our it. listeners where they can find um, you. Sex with Emily, um, my podcast is everywhere. You listen, listen to this podcast. And um, it's all at Sex with Emily, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all those fun places. Awesome. Thank you uh, so much. Thank you. So, much. so fun, you guys. Thank you. Yes, that's a retrograde. For those of you looking to include online shopping as part of your wellness practice, might we suggest today's sponsor, ModCloth, for the next time you partake in your internet shopping ritual. ModCloth is... A very fun, very friendly little corner of the internet for style that's as expressive and unique as you are, Elizabeth. Aw, me? Yeah. And they are all about celebrating community, inspiring individual style, and empowering women to be the best version of themselves. Very so retrograde. And hey guys, uh, yesterday was the spring equinox, so spring has officially sprung. Oh, has it? Which is almost wedding season. Um <laughs> think we're not really sure but we think it's <laughs> we're spring. not really in it that might phase be in our summer life. <laughs> but i don't know because it's like a sweaty bride moment it is so summer it is summer. it's summer okay well it's almost wedding season but i guys. feel like the invites are in the mail right yeah but what we do know and what the point is of this <laughs> is that mod cloth has just launched their new collection of dresses perfect for bridesmaids and brides in their bridal boutique and their signature label comes in a full size range from xx small to 4x and you can even get a free sizing and styling help from their team of mod stylists and also they have a whole entire section of like home goods and like quirky gift things and like my biggest problem is always not ever knowing what to buy someone I'll just go wander the streets looking for like a cute shop and I was scrolling the website and I was like uh yeah I want to get a wallet that looks like a toaster and socks that have polka dots on them who doesn't? Hello. I went deep into their swimsuit tab Ooh. last night, mm-hmm. and they had some really cute suits. My favorite was the Drive Me Crazy one-piece swimsuit, just FYI, if anyone wants to, you From know. a former stylist herself, you guys. I think it's cute. And if this sounds cool, I, I really love the site. I want, I want you guys to go check it out. And you're welcome, because we have a 15% off promo code for you to use on modcloth.com. If you type in promo code retrograde, then you'll be on your merry way. That's modcloth, M-O-D-C-L-O-T-H dot com with promo code retrograde for 15% off, which expires April 21st. Get out there, guys. April 21st is. Happy birthday, Elizabeth. It's my birthday, so get to it, guys. (laughs) Um, Namaste, modclothing. Yes. Sure. Great. That's a thing. Sure. It's time for RNT, those stems and leaves. It's time for RNT, those stems and leaves. Who's down with RNT? The T is starling Elizabeth is never gonna tell us how they're feeling now. Before we get into our roses and thorns, which we came back from Austin Adventure, so that's the one main rose. But I want to shout out our Wanderlust event that's happening March 31st. Mm-hmm. It's our biggest event yet here in Los Angeles. We're very excited. We are bringing on uh, our cosmic tour guide, Ambi Kavanaugh. Ambi Satam Kavanaugh. At Ask Ambi. And? For an enthralling chat. An update. An update. The cosmic happenings. On the cosmos. We also have a performance happening and from Coffee House. I kind House. of want to keep it a surprise. I want to keep No, all that's of part of the selling point. What if someone's like a huge fan of Josh or John? And they're like, oh, fuck. Like, that's a huge package. I'm dropping it. Let's go for it. It's not a surprise. It's exciting. It's part of the package. Okay. Coffeehouse singer-songwriter Joshua Radin. Singing our theme song. Singing our theme song, which is kind of like a fun, weird, like, college dream come true. And then John Ranitsky, our dear friend, doing a comedy set. Who you guys 
may or may not know from SNL. Yes. From Reese Witherspoon's movie, Home Again, mm-hmm. and from our Weekend Hanks. Yes. And so he will be doing a set. We'll be interviewing him. And then we will be downloading from Ambi. And then hopefully if Josh sticks around, he'll sing an original song. And, and just we'll all end up crying. For fun, we've got like the most insane gift bag. I'm going to drop a little tidbit of one no, thing. No, I want it to going. be a surprise. We have a Shape House <laughs> sweat for all of our attendees. That's like... $50 alone. Exactly. So, but there's a ton of other surprises. We're very excited. So, uh, find the link in our Instagram bio and check that out, guys. Come see us. Okay. So, collective roses all around. First, yes. I want to shout out this amazing event we had after we got back from Austin with a very cool company called Ease, which E-A-Z-E. is essentially, I would say, like they're positioning themselves as like the Postmates for marijuana delivery. Yes. But then you have parties with your friends that are like a Tupperware party for marijuana. So we had a really fun gathering with some of our friends in East Hollywood in which, exactly, it was like a Tupperware party. Where and it's like they explain all the products and then you sample all the products. And we then had an amazing conversation so fun. about just like terpines and CBD and, you know, really got, curious? really got educated. And then we had the opportunity to order from the site and then they delivered and it was just like it was cool i love 2018 in los angeles yeah, you guys come on fucking so great. good yeah. so shout out to ease thanks for uh partnering with us on that this is not an ad it's just we think they're dope yeah. but if you guys do uh live in los angeles and i think they're in san francisco as well we have a little link for you guys we have a code for 20 dollars off yeah it's promo code tsr but they have, to, they have to use the link that we provide. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. So use our link, use our code, and just get busy. Yeah. Got it. Cool. Um, cool. Collective Rose, we had, well, we had just Austin in general was phenomenal. We got to do our show live on the podcast stage. Alyssa Vitti joined us. As I mentioned, that episode will Brilliant. be out really soon. It was phenomenal. Um, and then we also had a cool thing where we visited the food truck of our lovely listener, Rachel. She owns the truck Circuma. And it was just so amazing. We went down there, we chilled with her, we just talked and chatted. And like, can I just say that like, you guys, all of you guys are fucking dope and we want to be friends with every single one of you. Yeah, I think like the one common through line with every single listener that we're lucky enough to connect with, they're all just doing amazing things in this world with like a beautiful outlook, like leading with their heart and an open mind. And there's nothing that excites us more than getting to meet you guys and hearing about what you're doing in this world. So drop us a line I think like maybe like let us know on our Instagram we just want to like know what you're up to like put it on our radar you can slide into our DMs you can leave us a message we have some cool stuff to give away um I guess we can like apply it to that I know I mentioned the other week that we were going to do a moon juice thing forgot sorry (laughs) but um we have a great moon juice giveaway so like we want to give it away to some of you cool entrepreneurs mindful ladies and men out there so Drop us a line in our Instagram, tag whatever your project you're working on so we can check it out and um, we'll pick some of you to receive a moon juice gift set that will honor everything you're doing in the world. And then on the listener tip, shout out to Elevate the Globe, Britt and Tara. Uh, You guys are so amazing. We did an interview with them yesterday that's going to be dropping soon, so stay tuned. On their show. Yeah, on their show. But please check them out because they're just the coolest. Kundalini goddesses i love it that was another very cool yeah connection okay let's uh get through your your, what do you got i have a i have a thorny rose i have a thorny rose too okay and then we'll be done with this yeah 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 okay so 
an update on the uh, I was going hard condo, as I said, the Marie Kondo method, <laughs> really trying to like hard condo, hard condo. Eesh. yikes, um, <laughs> on my apartment, um, trying to reorganize. Actually, it's now springtime, so I guess spring cleaning yeah. would fall under. Yeah. Um, I'm no longer doing the condo method; it is now the cot don't method because she don't want to be doing this anymore <laughs> so dumb. i am so deeply in a reorganization hell of my own design i don't like there's been so many times where i've just wanted to stop but i'm too deep in it like i took everything out you of literally every can't crevice. stop because your hallway is covered in shit Debr- uh, it's giveaway stuff right but like you can't stop now yeah i can't stop yeah when you said that i was like it isn't actual shit it's stuff to donate i meant give shit away. like just it's things uh, items things, of things, stuff things. items everywhere so overconsumption of my uh 20s but is you've also porn. lived there for so long i've lived there for so, so long. that happens yeah it's inevitable so um and then you know in the energetic cleansing of things i can't, i think i mentioned that i had a, a mouse problem maybe mm-hmm. last time mm-hmm. came home from austin to a dead rat in a pool of blood stuck in a trap in my kitchen welcome home elizabeth that's fucked up yeah so that i and i will say um the organic cleaning products that i make for myself are not designed to handle such a cleanup that i had to do myself Ew. yeah i'm so sorry luckily my lovely cleaning lady had left some sort of like toxin whatever bleach laden something that i like just I don't even want to get into it, but it was trauma. Yeah, I'm having a terrible. I'm still dealing image. with it. Sorry, you're dealing with that, man. <laughs> the image alone is just replaying in my head. Okay, so my rosy thorn is that I decided to go on the journey that is Whole Thirty. Why I don't know. My brother put all this pressure on me, and then he sent me the book in the mail, and he's just like forcing me into this thing. And on one hand, I'm on, I'm excited about it because I went on way too much of a grain and dairy journey. Basically, Thanksgiving never ended for me. <laughs> um, and while I was enjoying my uh, luxuriating in a thicker body and um, just less giving of fucks in general, I started to get like internally bloated and uncomfortable and quite frankly gassy. So I needed to stop that train and turn right. it around. But this diet is so intense and I don't even know if I'm doing it right. I know that it's supposed to be like three whole meals a day and I just like don't operate whole like that. Thir- it's like so. It's whole meals. Is that three whole thing? meals? I thought it no, was it's, like it's the whole go to Whole Foods. No, thirty times. That's not it. Oh. Okay, but <laughs> that also <laughs> is necessary. No, it's really just whole foods that you're eating. Yeah. So it's like basically every meal is like a protein, a fat, and a fiber. Okay. Um, but it's a lot. So I think at the end of the journey, I'll be like really excited. But totally. right now, I'm just like starving. Yeah, it's like what day three. It's yeah. like the beginning. I feel like in a week from now you kind of will be over the hump it's and not like, like into like a new it's not like hard to like not eat the things I'm just like sure. what else should I be eating like that's more of my yeah I need to really go deeper into the cookbook and also god I want wine I know it's only been three days but like that's my kryptonite yeah that's what I'm saying like in a week the, I think the like craving of that because you're not really supposed to have sugar other than fruit no right? sugar so yeah so there's that yeah. side of things yeah but luckily I'm not really like a sugar consumer but I will say like not even having stevia in my coffee is like hard trauma yeah so stay tuned for that guys like cleaning up uh, a dead rat bug bath <laughs> pretty much the same <laughs> the exact thing exactly <laughs> um okay i also want to shout out a uh, wet head that we uh sprayed in our mouths thanks to miss emily uh before the show to really lubricate the back of our throats i love it so this is good head wet head juicy apple flavor sponsored um not sponsored thank you so much to emily thanks for giving us your space to record in today we loved it um and 
You guys can check us out at So Retrograde on the various social media platforms. Please, if you enjoy the show, leave us a review. That holds weight in the podcasting world, and we'd yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. Um, check out our secret Facebook group, and namaste listening. Bye. Yes, that's a retrograde.